Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How are ya? Good. I'm happy we've got nice weather happening. I feel fulfilled by the sunshine. I'm feeling. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you doing? You know, we're. Uh, <laughs> I feel like um, we're in, we're in a uh, an interesting time in the world right now, and there's a certain level of stress that just now has become normalcy. Yes, I feel like when before, I think it took a few weeks to reach the masses, but that quote that was flying around that was like, you're not just working from home, you're living through a pandemic while working from home. Right. Although that was a little late to hit a lot of us, I think like having that perspective was really helpful. And also, I think we've now just gotten used to, like you said, that like level of I don't know, stress and tension. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like out. trying to be mindful while also recognizing that everything is still hard. And it, that's okay. Yes, I have had, I don't know about you, but I've had like a real strong pull toward meditation recently. Now I haven't acted on it yet, <laughs> but I've been thinking a lot about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I need that in my life again. Yeah. It's just feeling like my thoughts are just swirly and I feel I need some grounding. And so I'm going to need to check out some apps that may... Because I do like some breathing exercises when I'm going to bed. But um, I think doing like a morning sit and mindful practice meditation situation would be helpful these days. It only took all of quarantine for me to get there. (laughs) I'm glad I'm glad you're making these uh, small strides, recognizing what you need. We're all, we're all yes. here for it. Just in the nick of time. <laughs> What's your update this week? Uh, this week, I found an article, or I should never say I found. I was served an article on my social media <laughs> from Career Contessa. Contessa, whoa who we've talked about many times before. Um, I really appreciate what they have to offer from the work perspective and, and like resume building and networking. Like they just have a lot of great resources. And uh, the article that they just recently posted um, was called Using Your Strengths to Discover Your Activism, written by Sierra Graham. Really cool. Like really, really cool. And what I liked about it was that there's a recognition that Getting involved isn't one size fits all. And she breaks down um, where to, like, what lane to pick based on your strengths and based on your natural talents. And I think that that, you know, we've talked about this before, where if you're not a person that goes out into the streets and protests, like, that's totally okay. And finding something else to make your voice heard and finding something else that you can get involved in um, is still a really important thing to do. And I and I really like this article because it does give you, like, are you into community service and organizing? Are you um, an artist? Are you, a, like, a data nerd that really likes to dig into stuff? Are you spending a lot of time on social media? And then she gives um, examples of what you might be able to do depending on like what lane you either live in for work or what lane you live in like in your personal life and I just thought it was it was short and sweet um but it was a kind of packed full of different options for people that are like I don't think I am going to be a person who does this is there another option for me um and it totally serves that purpose so we will share that in show notes um but that was a that was a good read and it was 
uh, something that I have been thinking a lot about and thinking like, okay, what is my lane? Where are my natural talents? Where can I like use my voice? Um, so it was really good. Yeah. I think that ends up being like so much more effective than you trying to like all of a sudden be like, I'm super into protesting when like crowds give you anxiety. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Like like, really recognizing that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, okay, there are things that I can do that are more of like a comfort zone space, but also pushing you to get involved in a way that's like, this is a natural fit for me. And I have talents in this arena. Like if you're a great writer, utilize that, like figure out ways that you can get involved. Maybe you could write grants and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool to think about it in that, in that context and, and makes it attainable too. Cause I think a lot of times it does feel overwhelming where you're like, I don't know where to start. Exactly. That I think you're totally right that sometimes you're presented with a million options um, and you don't actually take the time to think about where do I fit in those options. You more think about like, how do I plaster one of those options onto myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you kind of take back that control and and just sit for a second and really think through it, you're exactly right that I think um, – you can find what what where you will add the most value based on what you may already do well or what you already really like to do. Yeah. Um, so we again we will share that in show notes. But that's what I've got going on. I guess just reading. <laughs> uh, what about you? What's your update? So I'm using our tips for from our uh, micro vacation getaway episode, and <laughs> we are trying to plan. Uh, a vacation by the time that this episode releases hopefully we will be vacationed be on vacation (laughs) be vacationing um all of the all of the verbs (laughs) but the circumstances of our planning we were like yeah this is gonna be great it'll we're gonna take a a road trip um because that's our safest option because originally we had taken this time off um to go to colorado for an avid brother show which was rescheduled naturally um and then we were like we're not super pumped on getting on a plane so put the put that on the back burner for sure um so alternatively we were like oh let's do like somewhere that's like within six hours do a nice trek um but it turns out that at the time that we were trying to book some things maine which was on our list of places to go uh has has since been uh, issued a another quarantine. They're like cutting cutting the borders off and uh, suggesting if you're traveling in, you have to quarantine. So uh, we were like, that's not ideal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really work for us. <laughs> that's not, that's not uh, part of the super fun vacation plan um, of us trying to just get get some time away and and hang out on the beach um, or on the coast or whatever. But as an alternative, we're thinking, so it's like one of these things where, again, like we have to be super flexible. Our plans are going to change and knowing that that's going to happen. We're thinking about just figuring out where we could do like mini staycations and kind of like staying within New York and hitting up some of the places that we know and love around the Finger Lakes and uh, potentially like up to the Adirondacks, exploring some other areas that we haven't necessarily been to and thinking about it as like day trips perhaps instead and um 
just excited about how that's going to uh, come to pass since uh, our original plans are just continuing to change. And, and maybe by the time that uh, this episode airs, we'll have a totally different plan in place. And uh, just maybe the goal of this vacation will be to to take some time away from technology. And that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> call call it a day. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your flexibility. I am sure that trying to plan anything while getting like mixed messages from whoever's in charge um, can be really challenging. So I I think it's good that you guys have like taken a step back and been like, okay, if we can't do this, how do we still stay fluid in our planning while also finding something that is going to like feel good and give us what we need? Um, from a vacation so I wish you luck (laughs) in your planning ways and uh, as you know we have that whole episode so you got tips (laughs) tips to make it work we'll we'll see all right Sid what are we talking today well (laughs) heavy sigh (laughs) um I've been asking myself recently, what makes someone an adult? And that's also a question I've been asking my therapist on a fairly regular basis. And so I wanted to like bring it to the podcast because I know not only will we be able to like flesh it out a little bit, um, but I just, I really have, I said earlier that I have enjoyed and then I kind of walked that back, that back a little bit. Um, I feel I've grown (laughs) in the process of having these conversations with my therapist. And I think, you know, the, the idea of who is an adult, what makes an adult, um, is it, you know, your gained perspective? Is it just settling in with like who you are and learning about who you are? Um, is it owning your choices? It's, it's just like this constant stream of questions. So for today, we wanted to kind of dig in and think about adulthood and what that means traditionally and what that means to each of us. Um, and I'm really excited about this episode because I think like a lot of our episodes, this isn't like a, we will have it solved by the end. And it is more of a, um, practice in, kind of sharing and understanding, okay, how have we changed? What can we do? Um, And in the process of what my therapist has talked about, she is very ready to say, like, what makes you feel good and like you are moving forward is enough for me. And I've really appreciated that perspective. So I'm excited to talk about all things adulthood today in a uh, not scary way, but in a exciting, reflective next steps kind of way (laughs) well i think it's important too to think about this because like so many things there are like quote unquote social norms or expectations that align with what adulthood is and i'm excited to kind of be open to the fact that that can be uh flexible yes absolutely mold how we shall yes (laughs) personal choices. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Okay. I'm taking a lot as, okay. So my therapist always, she's very big on like body language and we've transitioned to doing all of our sessions on the phone and we do FaceTime and Mm -hmm. that's been really wonderful. Um, and I've enjoyed it actually. I still, I would always prefer to be with her in person, but I totally respect each of us have our boundaries. Um, and the phone has actually been working quite nicely. 
And um, we joke because I go to my office, in quotes, which is my car. (laughs) And I go and have my sessions in my car, which works out really well. But whenever I take it, I I say all this to say, when I take a deep breath, she's always like, what's there? What's happening Mm -hmm. right there? And I think, you know, when you say, let's get into it, I'm like, okay, let's get into it. I take this deep breath to be like, what's sitting there? Like, why is this hard, harder to talk about? Is this like a, just a bit more revealing? Is this just like a thing that I think about a lot in my head, but don't actually like speak aloud all that often. So I just wanted to share if you're taking deep breaths with us, (laughs) question, what's happening there? (laughs) Yeah. Why, why the deep breath? Usually for me, it's like, where do I start? (laughs) Yes. So, so true. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, I think for this, where we wanted to start was what do we think of when we think of adulthood? Mm -hmm. And I've probably been thinking about this since I was a child because I've been surrounded by adults. And I'm like, how, like, what, how do we, in my mind, it was like, they get to stay up later than I do and they get to watch TV (laughs) past my bedtime. (laughs) And that was, that's still what I think of when I think of adulthood. I'm like, someone gets to stay up really late. <laughs> that That's it. That's all adulthood is, is getting to stay up really late. And like choosing what you want for dinner every night. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just, mine was like freedom. It was just like, oh, yeah. you can do whatever you want. You can cook your own food. You can make your own choices. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, like, I just would daydream about like being the oldest I ever thought was 25. I was like, by the time I'm 25, it'll be amazing because you can drink alcohol. (laughs) You can cook. You're probably going to have your own apartment. You'll be graduated from college and have an okay job. (laughs) Enough money to like live, live your freedoms. Do do some stuff. (laughs) And then after I hit 25, I was like, we're in uncharted territory. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think past this point. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Yeah. And that's so funny because I don't think I thought of an age. I thought of like an ability. I thought of like, what am I going to be doing that also signifies adulthood? Mm -hmm. And I realize now I'm going to be 31 this year. I recognize that's still very young. But when I think of adulthood, I certainly don't think about myself. (laughs) I still definitely don't put myself in that category. But I realize that I was working at a college for a little while. And I had students that I either was teaching or would like pop by my office. And they always made me feel super uh, well liked when they called me old, (laughs) no matter what age I was. And I was like, really? Like, I know what's up. Like, I'm I am cool. And I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I realized that anybody it's like the same thing that I think of, like people who are older than me are adults. Whereas like, that might not be true, depending on their definition of adult. Um, And so I think when I think of adulthood, I think of like someone who's older than me, instead of myself. And I think of like, ownership of things and people like having all their stuff together, like they're they are adults, they've got to figure it out. And I think that's more of a, uh, like a settling for me in my mind, where I'm like, if they've got it figured out, then someday I'll have it figured out. (laughs) I feel like that's always why I was intrigued or I was very curious um, 
and hang on the words of people who are older than me because I'm like, what do you know that I don't know that I can learn from you? Right, right, exactly. I'm like, like I just, just want to be exposed to your life. <laughs> right, right, because it's like, but then that's the other thing is that like having your stuff together and having like an ownership of things is different for everyone. And yeah. I think I've never really let myself consider that it is different for everyone until recently. Um, and it's like, if I don't think of myself as an adult, do other people think of me as an adult? Or like, do I, will I ever reach adulthood in quotes if <laughs> I don't think of myself as an adult? <laughs> like, this is what I mean. This is just like a stream of consciousness question episode. Right? <laughs> but it, it's just, it's, you know, when we think of adulthood, I don't know. It feels like it's a city you get to, not like a lived experience, well, even though it is a lived experience. <laughs> exactly. And we're currently living it. Like, I think that's where the the reflection moment, like the presentness needs to come into play because like, yes, in reality, you're doing a lot of adult things. <laughs> and like for me as an outsider to specifically list a few of them, you have a long term partner that you're in a relationship with. Um, you live on your own. You have a job. You're moving up in your career. You have a master's degree. (laughs) And you did for you. And not because it was like your mom was like holding your hand through the process. Like when we were three. Right. Right. (laughs) And so I think like acknowledging the level of independence in which we're living our lives in some way being, being comfortable and okay with that independence is like, I'm an adult in my own right because of that. Yeah. And um, the benefit is obviously that we're making decisions for ourselves and learning through the process. And I think the interesting thing is that there it takes that moment of like, oh, wow. Like we've talked about so many times, like the reflection of like, what have I accomplished? And then acknowledging like, well, those are actually pretty adult things because like not everybody has their master's degree, Sid. <laughs> That's true. And I'm raising I think my that- hand. <laughs> Well, and I think you're right that that goes back to, like, choices and choices that you make and commitments that you make. So, like, I made a commitment to finish my master's degree. I made a commitment to the job that I have. And, like, for my long-term partner, it is a choice every day to work on and, you know, be present in our relationship. And Mm -hmm. I think that maybe – and we have a lot more to talk about, obviously, but, like, that – commitment to things is like that step in that direction and that feels really good to to have a commitment to a thing um but then that on the other side of that my other thing around adulthood as you know is like it feels like you're having less fun (laughs) that i that i kind of feel like it's like you're having different you're you're having different fun Right. But you know, I've always had a hard time defining what fun is for me. And I don't know if like, so I was in school for the last two years. So from the time I was turning 20, so I was 28 when I started, I'm going to be 31 this summer. And I think there was a lot of stuff that happened in that time along with doing school. Like we started this podcast. I grew up a lot in my work life and in my personal life. And I think I was associating that growing up with also having to do school and having more responsibilities than I was 
used to having. Mm-hmm. And so when I say like not fun, I think I just ha- I-, I didn't have a picture of what fun looked like. So as I'm growing up, I'm also like, what is fun though? Do people have fun? <laughs> like, what does fun mean for other people? And I know that that's not true. That like being an adult means having less fun. But it feels like you have to, like, make those choices. And sometimes the choice to, like, go to bed early without eating ice cream for dinner is the more responsible choice. And you also feel better the next day. But also so it's like, being is that an adult <laughs> is saying, I'm having ice cream for dinner. Screw it. <laughs> right. And then I feel like garbage, though. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe adulthood with a capital A is, like, doing things that won't make you feel like garbage the next day. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, I don't know. I'm trying to think about like the transition moment because it feels like in our teens and our 20s, it's like we're grasping at freedom. In Mm -hmm. our 20s, we have that freedom and we're living it. And you're like, I'm doing all these amazing things and I'm so excited. And I think that there, like there are moments and I look back and I'm obviously like, very grateful for all of those memories but at the same time I'm like I don't know if I am capable of staying up until 2 a.m and going out every night for happy hour um but I did those things and I loved them and like experienced them because like it's about it's like choices associated with like the freedom that you have as an adult right and like being able to say like I'm going to do this thing because it will bring me joy And then I'm not going to do this thing because I know that getting a full night's sleep will make me feel great so that I can accomplish things and get my work done and make a paycheck to do the things that bring me joy. So (laughs) such a long walk, but so true. (laughs) And I feel like um, the, the transition is like you experience the freedom and like for some people that lasts longer where you're like it's not necessarily reckless but you're kind of just like freewheeling I don't Mm -hmm. have the right words for it because I don't want it to sound like judgmental because for some people it just is like the lifestyle it's like the lifestyle it makes sense for the like their job the things that they're doing all of that and um and it's all about like what you care about and what you want to spend your time doing and I feel like this transition into the 30s decade has been about fulfillment and focus and like being reflective and maybe that's a piece of the adulthood story hard to say right again it's a conversation right and I think you're totally right and like fulfillment and focus is again like different for all of us and However we choose. I think what I always think about is like, what is my future self going to thank me for? Mm-hmm. Is And I never think of that person as an adult either. <laughs> so whoever that person is, that person like either lives the following day or the following month or in a few years. But I and I think that this is part of my problem with not learning how to be present and learn like what fun is right now versus yes. what that future fun person might want to do. And it's this weird balance, but around fulfillment and focus, it's like, what will be fulfilling right now? And Mm -hmm. also thinking about what is going to be fulfilling um, next week or after I finish this other thing. Um, And it is, it's this like constant, and I think I have a need to like 
hold on to something too. Like I have a very aggressive need to like have a handle on it. And I really admire people that are more fluid in, in what that is and are like more easygoing than I think that either myself or my future self Mm -hmm. (laughs) may ever be. Um, And I think that brings us to how the definition has changed. Has it changed? How has it changed? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about how we are considered, in quotes, old millennials. So Mm -hmm. we're in our early to late 30s now. Um, And we're still this cohort of people that don't necessarily own homes at the same age as our parents or um, who was right before us? Gen X? Yes. I can't remember. Um, And we're still kind of figuring it out. We're still kind of figuring it out later than, like, previous cohorts have figured it out. And Mm -hmm. I think that that has changed the definition of what being an adult and what adulthood means because we're not reaching those, like, quote-unquote milestones in the same way people have in the past. Um, And that's exciting and also, like, again, stressful. (laughs) Right, because I I think so much of it is based on like, oh, like lived experiences. Like, I'm going to do this thing because I saw someone else do this thing because that makes sense. And I think like the reality is that it is fluid now and that's super okay. And so many people have different priorities than like what our parents were probably striving for at our age. It's so crazy when I think about my mom at my age had two kids and one on the way. Or soon to be on the way, which is like absolutely mind blowing for me to think about. Yeah. But like she wanted that. She was amped to be a mom. Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) maybe. It might be different. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the definition used to be like a a little bit more of a structure. And I think it's the circumstances of just like traditions and like the way that people live their lives and following through on. Like, it's easy to live on a path. But, like, Mm -hmm. right now, there's, like, so many forks in the road. And we can all choose different ways. And that's, like... And then you could, like, backtrack and then go up another path. There's Mm -hmm. so much opportunity for us to, like, redefine the the pathway to what was traditionally, like, marriage, settling down, buying a house, having kids, having a stable career, all of those things. And, like, being cool with the flexibility that we have now. And I think that's awesome. And I think the other thing I think about often is like, just because we don't have kids doesn't mean we're not adults. <laughs> I think, and, and you're right, and you are so right. And I don't think I've ever heard someone argue the counter <laughs> to that, at least not to my face. I will um, argue the counter through and through because I am living it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's this moment where you're like, I love and appreciate that. And also I need to learn to love and appreciate like what I have going on. And Mm -hmm. I think like that's where I get tripped up is like if the definition has changed, who changed it and how do I get okay with it? Because at the end of the day, ultimately, like this is my problem. Like this is not someone who's looking at me and being like, well, you're not an adult, so you should probably get it together. This is a fully like personal crisis (laughs) that I find myself in more often than not. And I think it is because I see other people who own their choices and people who own their choices in my mind are adults. 
And that looks totally different for every single person. Mm -hmm. And I think what it comes down to is like, how do I learn how to own my choices and not even defend because it's not like anybody's like arguing my choice. Yeah, but Um, sometimes it's just like when someone asks you why and you're like, I don't know. It's like taking the time to really think about like, why did I make this choice? Or like, before I make a choice to do something, let me like fully go up and down and and assess this appropriately and be like, oh yeah, I do want this. Right. And I think that's the thing, right? Is that do I want it or does someone else want it for me? And how do I decipher between the two? Um, And, and I think that takes, like we've talked about a lot of reflective, reflective work um, and learning how to be okay with choices that other people might not be okay with. And Mm -hmm. also be okay with choices that everybody is okay with and that everybody does and not feel like you're just following the crowd, but you're like, no, I actually do want this. Like I'm excited about this, you know, this choice that I'm making that everybody else has also made and that's okay. Um, So this is, it's just, you know, you know, my, the insides of my brain sometimes get a little tangly. Well, and I always, I I wonder, like, who, who else is thinking about this stuff? Like, I know Sid and I are thinking about it. Like, are other people (laughs) thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. And I've had, you know, I've had really positive conversations with friends of mine who have totally like a totally different life than I do and they were helpful and grounding in that sense of like it's up to you which you know for me (laughs) is also really stressful like oh it's up to me no I need someone else to make that decision but it also is encouraging to see you know people close to me who have made choices that work really well for them and also say I want you to make the choice that's best for you. And I think now the process is thinking, okay, how do I feel? And what do I want? And how do I move in that direction? Like, what steps Mm -hmm. do I need to take to move in that direction? And like you said earlier, like, how to think. It's like budgeting. I mean, I always go back to this that we talked about super early on around how budgeting is actually a process toward freedom because you're setting up an opportunity to have what you need in the future. And maybe this is the same. Maybe maybe thinking of adulthood in the same way of like taking on more responsibility, figuring out what that means like what that means for you is also like you said, that path toward freedom. Mm-hmm. And understanding what that looks like. I agree. I love it. Yeah. It's a lot, man. <laughs> I know. Well, how do- I know we've talked a little bit about our feelings around it, but like, how do, how do we, how do we feel about this and how do we define it for ourselves? Like, what does that narrative look like? Yeah. I, you know, I think about the conversations I've had with my therapist and what that conversation has sounded like, like what, how am I feeling about that and how do I define it? Um, And I think it's really getting okay with, it kind of being not unsolvable, but very fluid, like being something that will change as we change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and doesn't have to be absent-minded. It can be super thoughtful. And I think that's the difference for me is I almost want it to be something that like, again, lives over there and is something that is just going to happen to me. And I think at least for me, I'm realizing that I need to happen to it for it to ever feel like it was my choice. If that makes sense. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, it's like, for me, it's about like making it what we want. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes it's hard to lean into that feeling. Um, But it's that constant reminder that I have a choice and Mm -hmm. it's mine and mine alone. Like these decisions are, are for me to navigate Mm -hmm. and I can change my opinion and I can change my thought process and I can change direction because we can make it what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really brave. I think, you know, when I've seen people make choices and be really sure of their choices, I always think to myself like, wow, that person is really brave, whether it's choosing to share something that they've done or choosing a path that is like, like really not paved. Um, I always think that person is really brave and I never stop to think like, Hey, maybe you can be that person that is really brave in making their choices Mm -hmm. and understanding that like, it's a good thing to start to own that responsibility because it's your life. Mm -hmm. And if you get to make a decision about your life, then you're pretty freaking lucky because so many people don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And like really understanding what that privilege is of getting to age and getting to understand what adulthood means and also getting to share that with other people is like such a huge privilege. And I think for me, that is the only thing that ever makes it real. Unfortunately, like I admit that this is not a good thing. But a lot of the time when I take a step back and have that intentional gratitude, I'm like, whoa, that's amazing and also I understand that not everybody gets that opportunity so how am I going to like really squeeze everything I can out of that opportunity and that choice that I that I now recognize that I have um it's just a it's like a big you know it's a big like squishy thing Mm -hmm. well that's (laughs) what makes it challenging is Mm -hmm. like sometimes it takes people decades of their life to figure this out And the fact that we're talking about it is good because it's like the sooner that we can get to these moments, the sooner we're like fully living in them and being like, okay, yeah, I'm doing (laughs) what I want for me. (laughs) Right, right. And I think it's like it kind of encompasses so much of what we've talked about, of like your square squad and having people that you love and respect and can count on and sharing your choices with them and hopefully knowing that they will support you in your choices. So Mm -hmm. like you have your support system making the choice that's best for you and, and learning that maybe it's not about adulthood as much as it is about um, that ownership and that understanding and that reflection. And it's like all of those like messy, fun, amazing, heartbreaking things rolled into one big thing that we call adulthood, but it's actually just like our lives (laughs) and not having because you know I have a tendency to want to like name a thing like I want to identify it so I can like walk toward it Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's like messy and all over the place I don't do as well (laughs) so but sometimes like I I also need to accept that that is the reality at different points right yep (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean I heard at one point 
there was this woman that I know who is in their 50s and she kept talking about how she was like waiting for that moment for someone to figure out she didn't know what she was doing and this woman is like a powerhouse she has kids she like just she like just owns her whole life from the outside and I was like what (laughs) I was floored and hopefully it didn't like read on my face but I was fully floored by that and I was like okay if she's feeling this way and she's a little bit older than I am then maybe it's okay that that is an ongoing question that we have for ourselves. And maybe it's okay that adulthood doesn't have to be the thing we strive for, but just sitting with our choices is the thing that we strive for. Yes. And, uh, yes, yes. (laughs) My big question mark over here. (laughs) She had a face of concern and a a frowny face. (laughs) Because I'm like, is that the choice I want? <laughs> like a big... Always questioning. No, I think to look at it... a question or a statement? <laughs> it's always a question. It's always a question. I feel you. And to look at it uh, in a slightly different context, it's the realization that we're always learning, no matter mm. what age we are. And I suppose that's the thing that I personally am getting comfortable with right now, is like, if we're doing life right, we're continually growing and challenging ourselves and getting outside our comfort zone. And that's where we're going to feel that moment of like, I really hope people don't figure out I don't know what I'm doing. And you're just kind of like, you're like, that's where for me, it's observing people in their element and being like, how can I mimic what you're doing or like pull lessons from your life to be able to like, make it make sense in this very weird, uncomfortable space that I'm in. No matter, like, depending on the circumstances of it and being like, I got to live it to figure it out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, again, like, the comfortable place is to watch it from a distance versus living it yourself. And as we, we well know, nothing, nothing that we want to happen happens that way. You know, right. like nothing that we want, the, you know, the big dreams that we have, the big things that we talk about, the like things that we want to happen, like to our lives versus our life happening to us all happens because we step toward the discomfort versus what is my instinct, which is running away from it. <laughs> but I think doing scary things is there's always a benefit there and doing one scary thing at a time is how you own what comes next Mm -hmm. if it's within your control yes whoa (laughs) can't wait to tell my therapist about this (laughs) tune in maybe we'll just dissect this episode on uh my next session oh that sounds great i'd be very curious to hear the recap on that front what she has to say well i i enjoyed this conversation i hope that you know while this was like kind of squiggly and this big squishy thing that we talked about i do hope that like if you're feeling this way from you know in the audience if you're feeling like you're figuring it out and you're behind or you're right on time or you're way ahead however you're feeling i hope that you know that like we're in this headspace too if you're also here with us and that we're all just figuring it out, hopefully-ish, maybe. <laughs> My next goal is to not have so many question marks. <laughs> Questions are good, though, because you're then right. you can get answers So true. when you ask the right people. Right. 
Right. Being willing to share. But yes, well, I, this is a, I think we want to hear your thoughts on this and keep the conversation going around this front because it is kind of an ever evolving thing. As, as we said, it, it'll go into, to the end of days, the end of times. Oh yeah. For future generations. Such a scary phrase. The end of days. (laughs) We're in it. No, I'm just kidding. Everything's fine. (laughs) Totally fine. Sweating, sweating. (laughs) Well, hit us up on Instagram at queen underscore speaking and, uh, Hope you're all living it up, making choices for you. Yes, we'd love to hear it. Shall we break? Let's break. <laughs>